recording for real this all right i'm also uh, recording i'm also recording and i'm recording and now i'm recording and i look like the worst version of a ron howard who always wears the same damn hat and just kind of always looks disheveled and it's just who he is you just look like every guy in home depot (laughs) (laughs) yes i do Yes, I you do. You look like the kind of guy that knows exactly what aisle and where to go in Home Depot. Well, Steve, I mean, if you're looking for a, a me and you're in Home Depot, <laughs> you should check in any aisle, uh, shelf, any shelf, and you'll find a me and you'll be fine and you'll be good to go. I'm I'm at an age where I get a, a little bit excited about Home Depot now. Yeah, dude, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, Especially like the uh, cabinets and the fridges. Oh, and the, uh, man. Dude, yeah, even the garden section the... is nice to just take a little stroll through. Dude, yeah. every it's single nice. section for me is like a it's like a 50-50. It's uh wow, look at all these projects I want to do is 50% right. of me. But then the other 50% of me is look at all of these projects I wa- I want to do if I had the money to do them. <laughs> right. Oh, that's cool. That's nice that you like look around and can see things and think that it's going to be good for a project. I don't have any comprehension of anything that's actually in Home Depot <laughs> enough to not feel or Lowe's, I guess is the the the, the good one now, but they uh yeah, they I don't know. They uh they're too confusing. So I kind of have tunnel vision, but it feels cool to be in there. Uh, uh you you know that like Lowe's and Home Depot Man, I hope I'm not spreading like a urban legend. Yeah, something like it's, I think I know your recipe. It's they, like they a husband-wife thing. Like Home yeah, Depot yeah, like, was owned, and then like they got a divorce, and then the wife started Lowe's <laughs> or some crap. And the reason there's always a Home Depot not very far away from a Lowe's is because <laughs> keep an eye on the them. wife was always you like, "I'm just going to build a, a Lowe's right <laughs> where your Home Depot's at." Even if that's not true, I never want to find out if it is. I hope it's true. <laughs> if it's not true, I think that Will Ferrell and uh, what's her name uh, should do it. Should I make ha- the movie. Yeah. Oh man, great. Anyways, guys, Will, Will Ferrell and Joe Beretta. Uh, uh, yeah. well, yes. Welcome to the Valley Cast. We talk about things. Here we go. I got a thing to talk about uh, that I want to tell you guys right now in the moment because you just brought it up with the Will Ferrell should do the movie of the Home All Depot right, versus the Lowe's. I'm not done talking about Home Depot. Yes, so I you hope we get are. to come back. <laughs> Except for that lighting section. That lighting section in Home Depot. Man, I'm makes... telling you, there's so many things to touch and do at Home uh, Depot. It's so good. So and then many... you walk through the cleaning aisle, the cleaning products, and you're like, oh shit, I need one of those. I wanted to do a deep scrub on the bathroom thing. Like, oh man, oh, look at that sponge. Is that one of those sponges that erases stuff mm-hmm. Man, whoa whoa steve shut up shut up for a second things. look at all those gaskets over there you see all those <gasps> gaskets they Dude, could go you know to anything one of those, you know what i could do with one of those gaskets for real joe no i could make a lightsaber <laughs> out of one of those gaskets <laughs> okay uh shut up about home depot no actually don't shut up about home depot yet because also home depot during christmas time is a oh, underrated it's yeah. an underrated nice. mecca it's an oasis of color and 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 santa goodness <laughs> it's a winter yeah. wonder it's a it's a retail winter wonderland yes it is a retail winter wonderland <laughs> let's call this episode a retail winter, winter, winter wonderland. wonderland a retail <laughs> the retail. all right guys i have a movie pitch for you and i pitched okay. it to judd apatow blowing a kiss to my wife um oh, i pitched this i pitched this to judge judd apatow on um twitter yet to hear back but that does not 
disregard the fact that Wait, I did you really do that? I did because it's brilliant. Um, and I was like, this is for you because I, it, yeah. it, because it just is like we could do it, but it's a hundred percent something that he should do. So I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and he had Judd Apatow on and he was talking about the Michael Jordan documentary that I know Elliot watched, but Steve would oh, never. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I need to watch it because I know I would still enjoy it. So Wonderful. within this, Steve, a little backstory, there is a moment back in the late nineties when, uh, the Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. We're playing the Utah Jazz in the NBA Finals. It was was it the second time? It doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Um, there was something called oh, the Michael no Jordan flu game. And the flu game is when Michael Jordan woke up and he had a game to play that day and he had a massive fever. He was throwing up everywhere. Like all things considered, he should have never played the game. He plays the game. It's a next level performance. He does well. He's sweating everywhere. It looks like he's dying and they win the game. It's like legendary in the sporting world. And it turns out in this documentary that Michael Jordan and his crew blame this flu game on actually a food poisoning. So it shouldn't be the flu game. It should be the food poisoning game. And the food poisoning game was brought on by the fact that at like 11 o'clock at night in Salt Lake City, Michael Jordan's like, yo, I want a pizza. And Michael Jordan's people are like, yo, we'll get you a pizza because Michael Jordan's pe people are just going to do whatever the fuck michael jordan tells them <laughs> so they pick up the phone and they call what is asked for a baby an australian <laughs> yeah. baby and they would have brought him one 100 like he ruled the world then yeah, and yeah. in utah australian babies are everywhere right so that's not saying <laughs> australian babies are like everyone the knows. the fourth commandment of of mormonism <laughs> rice, yes, they are. rice rice what yeah, if he rice, was yes, like bring me han solo i want han solo like would they bring harrison ford over Dude, to him he would 100 percent before the game get to shake hands with harrison ford <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts in um in in that documentary at the end it's just him walking out and it's him and like a little leonardo dicaprio yeah and uh and then michael jordan says something like oh man i just watched um uh, uh, three Musketeers and, uh, <laughs> no, and a man think, in the Iron Mask. <laughs> yeah, but I think he said the, he said man in the Iron Mask. No, you're right. Never mind. I'm 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 railroading because I think he meant to say I think he meant yep. to say man in the Iron Mask, but definitely said a not Leonardo DiCaprio uh, movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio was like, yeah, it's okay, man. You're Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's like you, that was a great game. You, <laughs> you did a beautiful say job. You want. He said yeah. He, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is such an artist that he said Michael Jordan's performance was poetic. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, that young to have that kind of gumption to be to sound. I would love to be able to say that's the most pretentious yeah. sounding thing coming out of anybody else's mouth. Except but you for, had anyway. to star in Titanic to be able to say something like that and yep. be right. taken seriously. Yes, we forget how uh, on top of the world he was by then. Fact, the, right. these are all Illuminati alumni. Uh, this is the top of the top, both these people. But <laughs> what this story that Joe is saying, I know what you're saying, Joe. I know where this is going, and yes, you're 100 yeah. percent right. And this is it's yeah. So fast forward, Steve. Uh, Michael Jordan is blaming that he got um, poisoned by this pizza. It's Salt Lake City, so there's probably only one pizza place open. And the story, according to Michael Jordan's people, is that five people showed up, which is weird for when somebody delivers a pizza. The, the, the story is convoluted. But anyways, the urban legend is that a group of people at this pizza parlor secretly conspired to poison Michael Jordan so the Utah Jazz could win the NBA Finals, which is an amazing thought. 
whether or not it's true. Also, why would five people show up? Also, why would they know they're delivering to Michael Jordan? So many conspiracy theory points that we could talk about did forever. You, you didn't, did you not see the video I put on my Instagram of the guy who owned the pizza shop? Yeah. <laughs> Let's cut to that right now. No, it's not good, but it was fun to make. Uh, <laughs> and now we're yeah, back. Now we'll cut So to. Judd Apatow, this is my pitch. Judd Apatow should make a Ocean's Eleven-esque like, heist movie. It's a heist movie. But it's about Seth Rogen, probably all those guys, and that crew, five of them, conspiring to poison Michael Jordan so that the Utah Jazz can finally bring an NBA title home to Salt Lake City and all the people within. And I think it would wow, be an amazing really movie. I think it'd be so good. That's really but good. Don't you but you want to see Jordan well, win? Like, how would it? Would the movie end with the Utah Jazz losing? Maybe. Well, I mean, Quentin Tarantino has 100% right. started revisionist history movies. That could be fun. But it doesn't matter if you know the ending. We watched like biography yeah, movies all the you, time if you know the ending it's yeah. about even the though, cool music <laughs> it's about the cool music mm-hmm. and all the crazy ways they finally get that that pizza to michael jordan and then it's the celebration moment when they see him sick on the bench the next day and then michael jordan rises up and the anti-hero wins and we love movies like that too <laughs> i think it would but be I think so you, good i think you gotta do it without showing any of the basketball game stuff <laughs> Just them in the crowd. Yeah, Yeah, it's like backstage. It's like at the hotel. It's like, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know the story and then you see that movie. Yeah. And you have these characters who go for it. But at the very end, Michael Jordan, in addition to still winning, when he's asked what went wrong, he just goes, oh, I got the flu or whatever. Like, however they, they thought they came to think it was the flu. That would be the funniest thing <laughs> to see in a movie. Yeah. Like that he didn't even give them the time of day to to acknowledge that they tried to poison them. Yeah. Yeah. They may not even if work. That's how it went. They may not even work at that at the pizza parlor, but the whole heist of it would be them finding out where he ordered the pizza, going to it, making oh, yeah, sure it gets yeah. poisoned. It'd be so good and be salt, set in Salt Lake City. They kidnap the pizza driver. <laughs> but I think yeah. you need to write it, Joe, because you can't um, like someone like Judd Apatow or whatever can't accept an unsolicited like Twitter idea. So you have to write it. He 100% then... can if he casts us. Oh, as... well, there you go. You've given legal permission then. If he casts us as the three dudes at the end of the bench that never get to play. <laughs> yes. Not even, well, not even like the main character. Perfect for us. <laughs> yeah. That's a great time, guys. Welcome to the Valley Cast. Um, mm. On this podcast, we basically kind of shoot the shit, but sometimes we have a topic. <laughs> that I that don't know. A, you're a shadow monster, Joe. What was that? I heard something from Steve's end of the the world again. Is there always oh, an ambulance okay. or a car or something going? I by. know it's such a busy boulevard, boulevard uh. that I have out here. Um, but anyway, we were just talking about shit. We were talking about how great Home Depot is. And then uh, <laughs> that was a lovely pitch, Joe, for Thank a movie. You. I think it would but, be good. Uh, I wish I had the chops. But the show does have, it is mostly topic-based. And we kind of have jumped around a bit since the beginning there. But welcome to the show, whatever, whatever I have you. Thank you, the patrons. Patreon.com slash The Valley Folk. If you would like to support us, it would be really great. And also YouTube.com slash The Valley Cast. Yes, also very important that you go do that. But uh, 
I have a topic that I wanted to bring up with you guys. Did you guys have a topic? We basically were like, you guys want to do a podcast in an hour? <laughs> That's my favorite kind, yeah. Uh, I will have a topic, but Steve, after you, please. Oh, okay. Um, mine's well, not. Mine's just what I'm watching, so it's not, not super interesting. Well, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about my personal feelings about Star Wars Celebration being canceled, and Star Wars Celebration is a Star Wars-centric convention. It is all things Star Wars, Mm -hmm. and all the actors from the movies come and do panels, and they announce new movies, and it's like a huge deal. Okay. And it comes around every two years, and it's usually in Orlando or somewhere in the East Coast. Can I... I... Vermont. Are you... Correct, Joe. <laughs> Next question. I, I, had a, I, uh, I had an idea, and I don't know if this fits into what you're doing, but before you tell us your feelings on it, yeah. Um, what if me and Joe take a piece of paper and we write down generally what we think your opinion is going to be or okay. what your thoughts are going to be? Sure. And then we read it, and then we... Uh, okay. Sure. I think that's a great idea. All right, one second. Um, I might have to type mine out because I don't, I don't touch analog. Well, we know what um, your feelings are. You don't need to type them out, but you can start talking about what the no, celebration I mean, when you, is. We eventually get to your guys's ideas. I mean, tell us a little bit topics. more about what the uh, the actual event is. Well, I don't even know if you guys, mm-hmm. you guys might even be prematurely like coming up with what you think I'm even going to talk about. Okay. So that's very true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me let me say what I'm going to talk about, and then you guys tell me if you think it still works with this concept you have uh, for a fun game during a podcast. Oh, I I actually included continue to make sure that you explain what it is before we go any further. You write oh, so great. fast. Oh, well, You're then such you a win. You, writer. Yeah, you win the game. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really good. I'm really smart. Um, but I uh, it was going to be my first time going to celebration. It was going to be in our in here in Anaheim. So it was the closest. I think maybe it was in Anaheim once before. But anyway, the point is it was going to be my first Star Wars celebration. I got tickets like a year ago or more. I don't even remember. Wait, wait. Did you pay for these tickets? Yes, I did. Oh, I paid wow. for them. Are we allowed yeah. to ask how much? Uh, I think I got one day, and it was probably like 60 bucks or 30 bucks or something. And then plus flight. So it adds up. No, it's here in Anaheim. Oh, in Anaheim. Oh, sorry. I yeah, yeah, listening. yeah. This year it's in Anaheim, and uh, so I couldn't resist. So okay. I got a ticket. But they just announced that it has been postponed, and a lot of people are really upset and sad and, you know, all these feelings and stuff. But it's interesting because Disneyland is supposed to be reopening on their 65th anniversary um, which is on July twelfth, which is in like a few fucking weeks. It's uh it's too early. And I think it's too early, <laughs> but that's me. And Joe, you think it's too early. Elliot, maybe you think it's too early, but my question is, is it too early? So I wrote down that Steve is gonna say, It's too early. <laughs> Don't know how I figured that out. <laughs> that's crazy. That you did. I that. wrote down we have enough Star Wars, there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you're uh um what you're getting at. We tend yeah. to Yeah, I mean my 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 po or pre topic was 
I'm really sad I don't get to go to my first ever Star Wars convention, but it's okay because it is too soon. But also, the main topic is Disneyland wants to reopen on July 12th, and it seems like we're really heading towards that reality. Like, Look, man. No one has said they're not going to. So what do you guys think? What will happen? I'm going to just say my thoughts without being influenced prior, and this is an exercise in me becoming a better, more fuller human being. I tend to hold back thoughts. Um, it's way too fucking early. It's stupid. The numbers are going up. They're going to wipe down every ride, every freaking second, every every moment that somebody's on it. It's The numbers are skyrocketing still. We've forgotten to pay attention to what is happening in the world of a pandemic because other things, very important things, have been going on, but we only have the capability to worry about one at a time, apparently. And we're going to open up, and California's doing it, and a lot of other places are doing it. And what's going to happen is that the numbers are going to continue to skyrocket, especially post-protests. And I truly believe everything is going to get shut down again. And when that happens, there's going to be an even bigger uh, hullabaloo considering it. And it's my favorite telescope, by the way. I just can't. I don't know. I just can't fathom it. And maybe it's because I have an immunocompromised person in my house. Maybe it's because my dad is also one of those human beings. But it's but it's it is everywhere. The numbers are going up. My dad is in Montana, and everybody in Montana is like, it doesn't exist, but the numbers are going up. And every time I talk to my dad, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you're wearing a mask, but nobody else is, and you have to be okay with telling them that they should be wearing a mask for you. Like, if you're giving people your business, that business also has to respect you because you're giving them your money. Uh, Yeah, so that's that's the... The long end short of what I'm saying is that, yeah, it's too early. It's too early. Well, some some people were saying that... um due to or based on data of not running something like a major theme park that just prints money essentially while people are attending it the ramifications of it not being open for as long as it has not been open and the idea that even their proposed reopening even with all the precautions that they've proposed by the way which is a lot of interesting ideas but truly i think it's too soon but you know they're talking about like temperature at the gate and social distancing from everything anything that's interactive won't be open anything that requires a lot of like hand touching and you know there's like all this weird proposed stuff for them to do it but the point i'm trying to get to is is a lot of people have been saying these insiders that if they're not able if they're not going to be able to reopen even through these holidays coming up the summer is a huge time for theme parks we could be seeing like the end of like theme parks in a sense well yeah i think that that would be the only thing i would add in addition to agreeing with everything y'all are saying is like the i don't think this is a stoppable like there's no win here like the the everything is going to open up because that's how the country works and People are going to do it, and it doesn't matter if it's unhealthy or scary or risky, uh, which is unfortunate. But um, it's like, yeah, I, I, the numbers are really scary. The numbers are, are are like seeing the spikes and everything, especially with like family in Florida and that being one of the darkest red places. Dude, Florida places. is crazy right um, now. And there's all sorts of weird stuff going on uh, over there that I'm seeing. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, 
you know, I, know, I try I not know, to get like, too upset because there's nothing there's nothing to stop it. I guess is the only right. thing I I think is that I kind of remind myself of because like it just sucks that and also every place is going to be doing these things now where it's got every precaution in place and it's like none of it's 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 never going to go away, which is just its own surreal. That's the like, thing. It's thing. like <laughs> what 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 will make people feel like safe again and and that that like you know wavelength is really varied there's a lot of variables and i think a lot of people have a different idea of what type of vaccination or you know whatever could make them feel comfortable with returning to a life pre-fucking global pandemic you know and it's it's really interesting something that i've been thinking about that i don't think we three have specifically talked about very much um in relation to all this that I've been noticing and, and going over uh, and mulling over is the amount that, like, we are really... <laughs> this is such a cliche conversation, but the amount that we're actually affected by social media is insane. And I've noticed it on yep. every front from mood to productivity to general outlook to feeling secure and feeling safe. Like, it's insane. And then you look at the way that immediately things did shift... And people, the moment the news stopped covering it, it was like everybody was like, okay, it's done. Yep. We're fine. We're good. And it's like we are so quick to just change. So it's, I mean, in some ways that's good, I guess, because we're adaptable. But, like, it's it's scary. It's like it is – it makes me feel at times like, we, like, okay, we actually are a little mind controlled. Like there is – Something there's all these you know, and then I put my tinfoil hat on. And I feel better because the rays don't. <laughs> um, I want like di- when you feel an earthquake and then you tweet, you like go to Twitter right away. <laughs> I gotta like, tell everybody I also felt it, and hopefully I said yeah, it first. Right, right. Yeah. But it's either that, it's that for sure, or it's like, did it, was it an earthquake? It's this is this is a confirmation that in fact yeah. it was an earthquake because because people on Twitter are fucking talking yeah, about it. It's a whole. But it another... is like a safety. It, you're creating this new. Yeah you know, echo it's, chamber. Well, type place. it's a whole like separate conversation and maybe we can elaborate yes. it on it if we want to yeah. further, but it's like, I call it poison brain. Like we're all, our <laughs> jobs are associated with the numbers and the validation that comes with likes and hearts and thumbs ups and all this stuff. And I call that poison brain. And it, I think it affects us emotionally. I think it affects us professionally. It, it affects our interpersonal relationships and everything. And that's a, I that's think- a side conversation. However, I do want to I do want to devil's advocate myself in the moment just just for conversation purposes. I really do think it's too early for all the reasons that I said before. There is something to be said for normalcy and how that keeps us from going down like a dark path of depression whatever and if you can do it responsibly great. There's also the as you were saying Steve, a lot of there are a lot of places that won't make it out of it unless they make some drastic measures and kind of put business ahead of ahead of pandemic is is the only way that I can say it. So is there something is there is there some light in the thought of opening up a place like Disneyland responsibly whatever that means I can't even imagine how you do that I know um, I know uh, and allowing people to go um, have a cathartic visit in Fantasyland and have some fun and kind of let go I think there is something important to that so I do want to acknowledge that doing that. Um, as responsibly as possible. Is there a way? I don't know. I think there are smarter people than myself that I would listen to that would probably say that there there could be. I mean, I was looking at a, a graph today, didn't see if where the the science came from, but let's assume it was true. But it was like 
some it was just a simple chart of like if one person wears a mask and the other person's wearing a mask in a conversation that will drop the uh, infection rate seventy percent. If somebody's wearing a mask and the other person isn't, it like it goes all the way down to like five like. If nobody's sorry, if nobody's wearing a mask, there's a 70% chance. Nobody's wearing a mask. 70% chance you'll get it from the other person. If one person's wearing a mask and the other isn't, 5% chance. If one person's wearing a mask and the other person's wearing a mask, 1.5% chance. So that 5% chance is is what people don't give a shit about. And the reason why they're not wearing masks, probably, because they feel like, well, if these people are wearing masks, then I don't have to wear a mask. Ooh, I don't even think the people that aren't wearing masks are thinking even that. I I'd... mean, who knows what they're fucking thinking? They're they're thinking ridiculous shit anyway. I know? like what Bill Burr said about it, because he got on. Did you see that clip with uh, Bill Burr, like, went off on Joe Rogan talking about the masks? No. Yeah. Please. It's very good. Basically, uh uh, can we just play it right now? If you can play it, yeah. I can I play it. If, if there's a way to do that. I can play it, yeah. I have it. Wait, I, real I quick, context-wise, is Joe Rogan anti-mask? Um, I think he's like for it, and then when the CDC came out against it, then he was like, wait, they don't know what they're talking about, and then he, uh, but it's interesting. Yeah, he's against, what he says in it is you're against, do you really think people walking down the street need to wear a mask like there's they're tw- they're 15 feet apart from the next person is it that big of a deal and then bill burr is like <laughs> bill burr's like i'm not gonna do this with you man i'm not gonna do this it's a very what bill is bill he burr on is, it with uh, joe rogan best yeah oh he's just shit. Sitting across from, yeah. let's listen love. to yeah. it i have it right now you guys want to hear it yes please Hey guys, Elliot here. Thank you so much for uh, pausing this and listening to my voice and my face tell you a little bit about some underwear and maybe some ways you can watch Netflix uh, no matter what country you are in, which is pretty cool. So uh, we're going to start with the underwear. You guys have probably never heard of this company, but we're going to talk a little bit about Me Undies. And they have a little introduction here, and I'm going to read it and tell you a little bit about the brand. And it's going to be so much fun that we're going to get right, right back to the show. So anyway, uh, this Pride Month, it is critical that we take a moment to recognize and remember the intersectionality between pride and the racial injustices that we continue to endure today. This month, through their Meet Undies Gives initiative, Meet Undies continues to take action to achieve their mission of creating a more thoughtful and accepting world by making $50,000 donations to both the It Gets Better Project and the Black Lives Matter, uh, and Black Lives Matter. They, like Meet Undies, are committed to standing up against the hate and intolerance and create, they, like Meet Undies, are committed to standing up against hate and intolerance and creating a world where hope outshines fear for all people. So with MeUndies Give, simply by shopping MeUndies, you can help support this cause. Well, that's lovely, MeUndies. And you know what else is lovely? The way you feel. I remember the first time I got a pair of your your underwear, and uh, I remember reading Micromoodle first and then seeing it, putting two, to, two together and going, okay, I'm never going to change. So you guys know the deal. You love it. It's wonderful. They come in the mail, and each time it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to have a better day tomorrow because of this, which is especially nice when you're in a pandemic. So MeUndies has this brilliant thing called MeUndies Membership, where every month the softest undies ever appear at your door, the convenience factor is clutch. You never have to leave the house. Oh, and you also get site-wide savings, early access, and free shipping. It's pure joy in your pants. MeUndies are made of micromodal, an irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in cloud-like comfort. It's magically made from trees. 
MeUndies has a great offer for the listeners of the ValleyCast. For any first-time purchasers, if there's even any of you still out there, and if there are, shame on you, what are you waiting for? You get 15% and free shipping if you sign up. You got to give this super softness a try, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to do that, you can go to MeUndies.com slash Valley. To get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Valley. That's MeUndies.com slash Valley. Isn't that neat? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you a little bit about something else that you're not even going to believe about. Um, you guys, we all know how ExpressVPN protects our privacy and security online, right? That's super convenient. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. I do this all the time and it's super fun and it makes me feel like a hacker. Uh, this is actually really incredible and it works so easily that I was shocked because it sounds like it's super complicated, but it's really not and it takes two seconds and it's kind of amazing because you can watch things, especially if you're really into reality television or your girlfriend isn't, so you kind of go along with it. But anyway, now that many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. It's very true. So this whole week, uh, you can you, I've been using Express VPN to binge all sorts of stuff like Doctor Who on the UK Netflix. Isn't that lovely? It's so simple to do. I just fire up the Express VPN app, change my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and uh-oh, that's it. All new treasure trove. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located, which is great because you can't be located anywhere else right now, so you might as well make the government think you're Anyway, you can choose from almost a hundred different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Well, how about you try the Japanese Netflix? Uh, it's not just Netflix. Express VPN works with any streaming service. Uh, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. I've used it with a bunch of stuff when we were in... Uh, Anyway, you get it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. I didn't even know that was a problem with the other ones. I've never had a problem with the streaming on X. Uh, ExpressVPN, it's that good. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, so you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. So, if you visit the special link down below at expressvpn.com slash valleycast, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want to watch, pretend you are where you want to be, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash ValleyCast. Now that we've taken a brief five-minute pause, and you're probably just scrubbing through, you're hitting the face, is he still going? 50s? I'll keep going, but I don't want to go too far. It's right now. We're getting back to the show right now. Thank you so much. The whole thing is, it's just fucking creepy to have guys like Mayor Garcetti be in charge of telling people whether or not they get to work. Like, that's not what a governor's but supposed to be. That's not what a trying, mayor's supposed they're, to be. But they're, they're trying to look out for your best interests and trying to get 400 million people to all pull in the same direction. It's, it's fucking... It's, you can't get 40 comics to pull in the same direction. So, but they like, did. They have, like, an impossible... Well, they did and they did I didn't. love Bill Burr. There was, there was people fucking right... The whole fucking time, there's been fucking assholes on my street walking around, no masks, you know, not quarantining like the people that come by the houses you see the fucking you know the same people that were going in and out of the house who are not part of their family still going in and out of the house you want people to walk down the street with who a cares mask you motherfucker let's not start this job do you though let's not start this okay let's, let's start it. I, I don't want to start this bullshit i'm not going to sit here with no medical degree listening to you with no <laughs> medical degree with an american flag behind you smoking a cigar <laughs> acting like we know what's up 
better than the CDC. All I do is I listen. I watch the news once every two weeks. I'm like, mask or no mask? Still mask? All right, mask. That's all I give a fuck about. I don't care. But even they say you shouldn't wear a mask unless you're treating a coronavirus patient. The World Health Organization. Yeah, but they didn't say that, that initially. They didn't say it initially. No, they didn't. They did, and then it gradually, then it gra- they- and then wait, 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 and then everybody wore the fucking mask. This is like rollerblading. Everybody fucking rollerbladed, and then there was that one fucking homophobic joke, and then everybody acted like they never did it. And then a, a hundred million fucking rollerblades got thrown into the fucking ocean. We all wore masks. And then all of a sudden, people are fucking sitting there. Well, you don't have the body type for it, dude. Your fucking knuckles would scrape on the ground. <laughs> Even with that extra two inches. <laughs> I just love how wearing a mask became like this fucking like soft thing that you were doing, like yeah, being courteous, you. being courteous. Why is it for bitches? That was so stupid. Mask. <coughs> First of all, it's oh not. god, you're so tough with your fucking open nose and throat, Chicho, <laughs> and your five o'clock shadow. This is a man right here. A man doesn't wear a mask. Why does it always become like that? It's always like the man versus the do. bitch. That's what men do. We, we make fun of things. Oh boy, anything. Anything that uh, seems like you're not taking chances. Dude, that's the whole freaking thing that gets it, that gets me. Like, listen to the people that are obviously smarter. Listen to the people that have been taking years of (laughs) fucking medical classes and have degrees, and it's their fucking job. And if it's, and okay, throw that all out the fucking window. If it's just the smallest fucking thing that you can do to possibly not kill another fucking human being. I know, I know. Do it! Yeah, for sure. I know, I know. My favorite part of that whole thing is that Bill Burr, the way he just goes, every two weeks, I look at the news. Mask, no mask, mask, okay. (laughs) Like, that part, because all that says to me is that there's, because I'm not getting freaked out very much by this, but I love the idea of just being like, yeah, it's courteous, you yeah. want, I, I need to wear a mask. Stay inside. I can. Do, it's fine. Like none of this needs to like, be the safest uh, thing in this instance. Seems to be the easiest possible thing <laughs> easiest, you can do. Yeah, the easiest thing in it the can't world. get easier. Like you're just for the, people. If, if, you, but, if you're doing but it, but for <laughs> people like us, before people like us, it's a little different for people who like don't can't suddenly just do sh- their online show from their home. Like there are people. Sure, who, it sure. sucks well, more yeah, obviously. But, but Just, you also yeah. have to make sure that the place that you're working at is being incredibly careful about how they're handling their sanitation and their quarantine distance and their, you know, the social distancing and stuff like that. Like there are a lot of jobs that can still continue while this thing goes on as long as people are social distancing and keeping clean and whatever, right? For sure. You just do your best. You just do, I, I you think just if do your best. just does their best. Well, pretty... if your best is fuck you, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to keep doing whatever the best. fuck I want to do. That's not that, your best. So That's not a best. I agree yeah. with you both that like I mean, we should, the economy is like a big part of it and people need their jobs and I, I think we should do that. But if you're that person that's like, I'm going to go to my job, but also fuck you, I'm not going to wear a mask. What's wrong with you? That's, yeah, There, the masculinity thing is so funny that like <laughs> this is the thing that defines now what it is to be a big strong man yo elliot elliot how much uh how much you bench press let me know just tell me i can bench press probably do like seven thousand masks shit <laughs> none on my face holy shit though. dude that's pretty baller guess how many i bench press how many fucking dude? none bitch <laughs> Yeah, you're right, man. You got me. 
shoot, yeah. you got me. I, I forgot just, that a mask in your general vicinity <laughs> is pretty bitchy. I just yeah, feel man. like complaining about the like mask thing, like the, complaining about having to wear a mask is really irresponsible right now. Like you just have to, like I can't remember what fucking goddamn podcast or fucking sit in front of your computer show I was doing, but I was talking about uh, reading the room and like really being aware of people around you and just kind of listening to people and understanding that truly you're hurting people by not wearing a mask. Like Potentially, yeah. The percentage of hurting someone, the percentage of killing someone because you're not wearing a mask is higher than w wearing a mask. So what what's the problem? Like if you don't believe it, that's it. That's a whole other fucking thing. But it's a and, lot of uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, empathy conversations. It's empathy. Like, it's reading the gotta, room and empathy. Because you can't. Yeah, people can't. Uh, it's so crazy. It's it having a little bit of uh, courtesy, empathy, respect. These are and all. The crazy fine thing things. is like we it, we get told that that's like a liberal like agenda and like and it's like such a hard. We're all brainwashed because we all want the same thing, and it's like. But this, the thing that we want is, like, for people to just be, like, happy. And, <laughs> not and, die. <laughs> and not die. Like, there's nothing radical about that. There's nothing yeah. inherently, like, big and wrong with literally just wanting everyone to be treated exactly the same and respected. Period. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, and I'm okay being brainwashed in this particular area. But it's like such <laughs> yeah, a of all thing like, to be. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I don't think I'm hurting. I think I'm literally not hurting anybody. So it's actually in terms of if you're going to get brainwashed into a particular type of behavior, okay, yeah, I will be the drone for the state or big deep state, I guess. Uh, right. It's just so weird that that like you can even argue basic human rights like in any kind of way you know like it's just so it's just mind-boggling yeah. uh final Attention, work, stress it's 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 very warped we're living in a very well very polarized the whole warped the, time. the tribalism has infected everything and it's now it's a, so bad it's affected masks and survival my final thought on it is um i do like look i understand the economy part the economic part of it and thankfully it seems like that's getting a little bit better but according to studies and everything I've read from people that are obviously smarter than me, um, we can open the economy. We can do that if everybody <laughs> commits to doing as simple of a thing as wearing a fucking mask. I that, know, but someone's always got to ruin it. You know? So, someone's always got to fucking ruin it. But you're right. It is as simple as all of us just get like getting together and realizing that there's very simple things we can do to stop the spread of this fucking thing. And then everything can go back to normal so fast, but we just got to, this, this is like the fact that we're, you brought this conversation up or this conversation became, this is so funny given the video that will probably have gone live by the time this podcast. <laughs> like it's like, we're for, like, it's going to feel like we're, it's going to feel like this is all we like. We're a mask. This is just brilliant marketing. This. Masking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've gotten a lot of like uh flack on my stories. Cause I'll do, I'll post stories where there's just way too many people out and I'll be like, this is way too many people out. I hope you're all doing something that can't be done. 
from home or, you know, it's it, this is a quick run to the grocery store or whatever, but it just seems like there's certainly way more people out than there were the first few weeks of the pandemic when they told people to stay home. There's so many people. Um, but I've been we are. posting... I've been posting things and I've gotten like quite a few responses from people that are just like, well, what else are they supposed to do? <laughs> just stay home. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yes. If you Look, can, if you're outside and you're walking around and you have a mask on, I have absolutely yeah, no problem. Do whatever with that. you like, want. That's I'm not going to add. If we've already gotten in ourselves a bit of a pickle where we don't know what, how people's brains are going to be changed by the amount that they're staying indoors. So if it ain't the virus, it's going to be the mass hysteria that like makes us all go purge each other. <laughs> I know. It's and really that might big... happen if we don't open. That might be what Disneyland is opening for. That might be Just a the great purge. reason to open Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. Maybe. Well, Colon, maybe like the purge. The go- maybe like the government. I think it's a maybe, fair trade. If maybe, we if we lose Disneyland, we get to kill ev- everybody we want for a night. I bet there was like a secret meeting between like the the CEO of Disney Disneyland and like the government or whatever, just some deep dark whatever shit. And they were just like, "All right, look, if we don't open Disneyland at least, then people are going to start to really kill each other." <laughs> Like it's gonna be pandemonium. Like Just we gotta Disneyland. open. Yeah, we gotta open Disneyland, and we gotta open, and we yeah. gotta open all these other places. Otherwise, people are gonna start like the revolution's gonna get worse. You know, like I don't know. There must be uh, some sort of dude, tactic based around so fucking... reopening things early because we can't handle staying at home. It's so fucking simple. Like every other country that has obliterated it, they're wearing fucking masks. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They're doing it. Um, we, they just did a thing today that said that Trump said that he feels like people are wearing masks as a uh, protest against him. <laughs> Fuck, man. He's, he's now I he's mean, just trying to kill his followers. I, uh, I just think <laughs> he just. I don't know. I think that's so funny. <laughs> he does. He's not. He's just trying to kill people that love him. Now he's making uh, them listen. sign waivers uh, for his Tulsa rally to where if yeah. they get COVID. Yeah. At at uh, his rally, they're not allowed to sue him. Like he like he uh, knows, but he doesn't fucking care. Here. It's amazing. Well, listen before we go on the Trump the Trump, uh, you know, we start before you start talking about my president, um, <laughs> our president. Sir. I'll leave uh, this goddamn chat I, right now. <laughs> I have a topic, please. I'll, I'll exit. Um, <laughs> he, uh, and I I'll uh, no, I was gonna say something very inappropriate. But I'm not going to because it's actually not that inappropriate. But it, who cares? Um, listen. Um, I got my topic. Give me. I got a topic. You ready? Oh yeah. yes. Let's have well, it. Only add only it. if you give it a very good segue from exactly what we're talking about into what you want to talk about. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Were you triggered? Oh my gosh. Were you triggered? Okay. <laughs> well, how about you check out Trigger Warning with Killer Mike on Netflix? <laughs> have you guys seen this new show? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is that? Yeah, I mean that was that was hook that was a perfect setup. That was for, so good. For, <laughs> what I is like, oh. What's trigger warning? Okay, let me back up here for you guys a second. All right, I'm a big Run the Jewels fan. There's. Do you guys listen? I've listened to this much, which I'm holding okay. out my fingers, and it's not enough. They're great. Joe, they're incredible. They, they just released a new album. They released a video for a song called Ooh La La that is. 
piles of money burning in the streets while LAPD helicopters hover above and everyone's in the street dancing about how it's not like there's not like money anymore and it's this beautiful utopia. They filmed it three weeks before the quarantine shutdown and it perfectly and weirdly mirrors all the protests that are happening. It's crazy. So anyway. I love them. They're they're really really extreme politically. They're like rage against the machine level uh, political. Killer Mike did a big speech when the Black Lives Matter protest. It was were amazing. Starting it was so good, incredible speech. He's so good. I love him so much. So anyway, I see the show with him. It's basically like a Black Lives Matter meets Nathan for you, hosted by Killer Mike, one of the most like political like activists, well spoken like, genius dudes, well spoken. Mm. But he's he's hosting it kind of similar to how Nathan for you like hosts it, where it's sort of produced. And it took an episode for me to get into. I think it's worth watching. I'm, I don't want to spoil stuff, but it's similar to how Nathan for you works with like you. He goes into a business and changes the business and he experiments with certain things. And it's ha- kind of half prank show all on race and classism. It's wow, that so sounds crazy. incredible. Is it new? I think it's really new, yeah. And he's got like a, at one point um, his Run the Jewels partner comes in and he's has like a scene with him or something. They have like a radio show and they have like great. He's just also really funny. Like it's he yep. he's really good. Yep. And wow. it's it's a, a cool show. And I've never seen anything like it with like the uh, um, the crazy experiments that they're well, you it's basically sold like me. Steve, you keep reacting. Like leftist, I'm going to grab a beer and then I'll react too. Um, oh. it's like real um, just extreme political stuff that you see play out that you you always think about like what if this this and this happened and, and there was no money or whatever John Lennon basically but uh, yeah it's it's worth checking out wow I really want to see it that sounds awesome it's not a perfect show but it is uh it's cool it'll make you think about all sorts of uh, important things. things too yeah like and like wait it's, it's fun it's real fun yeah but also I just now's a good time to be ingesting content that uh makes you that threatens your thinking process. Elliot, oh, it's your, great. your normal it's thinking process. Is it just Killer Mike or is it Killer Mike and the other run the jewels guy whose name I don't know and I feel bad about LP. That. LP and I didn't know it either. Uh E L dash P. Um is, is the this killer he, he shows Mike, up for one episode. Is this killer Mike gentleman a real murderer? Because I don't really want to support that. <laughs> He does he does kill the mic. <laughs> Dude, his guest verses on any songs are so good. Oh, He's I so, love it. I, I can't wait so to dig good. in. Yeah, they're, they're it's yep. awesome. They'd be fun to see live. I, they make me feel um because we're at that age now where sometimes I feel young but sometimes I feel old and I'm like, "Oh, crap, it's over." But I know that they're a little bit more on in the years and I'm like, "Okay, there's still time. We're good." Yeah, run the jewels oh, yeah. is t- totally killing it, and I can still kill mm-hmm. it. We are a lot like run the jewels, aren't we, Joe? <laughs> exactly like run the jewels. <laughs> Which one of us is killer, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to dig into this brand new think, thing well, I know nothing killer, about. Mike. Yeah, don't watch. Uh, don't watch. Don't Google anything about it. Just I uh, yeah, yeah. And I would say watch at least two episodes. I think the the first one's kind of uh, takes a second. Too. Okay. Can I? Okay. So I had a whole real dumb topic, but what we've been talking about today, I don't. We think. can have a dumb topic. It's yeah, okay. I don't think it's as interesting as what I think we could do. I was. Got, I have a big old bowl of just like old school candy that I bought from the store, and I was gonna be like, "What kind of candy did you have as a kid, and what memories are spurned by it?" I would love that. Um, we'll save that. I'd rather. 
I don't want to just look at the candy, though. Yeah, we'll do it for another time. It was just going to be like a reminiscence. Show me thing. about candy. But Elliot brought up a good point that I want to, I want to elaborate a little bit on, like kind of watching things that challenge us a little bit during these times. What have you guys been watching um, aside from what you just brought up, Elliot? Because I think, you know, one of them is the the thirteenth. Um, mm-hmm. I watched that and. And and took that in and uh, among other things and I was, let's t- let's talk about that for a little bit. How about that? I think that sure. that would be interesting because, you know, everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, I've been trying to sit my daughter down and have conversations with her, and I realize these are muscles that I was not taught to work or flex growing up, and I'm gonna I'm sitting her down, and we've made like a we've made like a a deal where I'm like, you're going to watch this thing with me and I'm going to watch whatever you want me to watch with you. So she's going to watch that with me and we're going to try and talk through it as best we can. Cause I've tried, uh, I think with little, a little bit of success and a little bit of failure, but I'm trying, I'm doing my best. Um, she's going to make me watch dance moms, which I've seen bits of, and it makes me want to murder myself. Oh yeah. That's bad stuff. I want to kill her Mike myself so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But that that's a good one, and I want to watch it a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my daughter watch it with me, so I can have those tough conversations that I 100 percent did not have growing up, were never presented to me in a historically emotional way, um, outside of three lines in a textbook growing up. So that's one of the ways that I'm challenging myself. I'm trying to present. these conversations to my daughter in a means that she has them like I didn't, but also to flex the muscles so I can have them better moving forward. Yeah, it's nice. I don't envy you. It's admittedly tough, but I'm glad that we're doing it. Yeah. Good for you, man. Cause I, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I've been in a mode of just, uh, you know, I think different things resonate with different people, but I, I've been trying to consume, um, honestly, I've just gotten real, interested in a lot of it and it's pretty fascinating so that part has been really um the term i've used or heard used that i've been describing it as is paradigm shifting and i i always forget about that term it sounds so nice and pretty and i would 100 percent say that that's uh that's happened but um 13th we were i was watching um when they see us john leguizamo Mm -hmm. about the central park five um and then uh, I've been. I downloaded the uh, Malcolm X autobiography, and then I was also watching the Who Killed Malcolm X um, uh, thing, and then the Killer Mike series is all done. But um, the Killer Mike one was the most fun, and when they see us is horrendously tragic. And of course, Thirteenth is is mm-hmm. crazy. Thirteenth. So I'd seen Thirteenth like a while ago because it's been on Netflix for a while, but it's always good to watch it again. I think. Not in the sense that it's like a the type of movie you just put on, you know. But I think it's important to watch movies like that. Every I like to once unwind and watch yeah. a, a heart wrenching documentary every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put on Mystery to... Science Theater's version of that. <laughs> no, Riff Tracks did a great version of it. That I thought it was very funny. But uh, you just match it up with the movie. But no, yeah, right. uh, but no, it's important to, um, especially in times like these, to reacquaint yourself with historical things that uh, are important for us to remember and to uh, you know to think about a lot during times like this but um, I talked a little bit about that VR experience which Elliot I hope 
you you should get it. It's free, but it's um, it's called Traveling While Black, and it's like oh, a, it's, interesting. Yeah, oh wow, it's a documentary, and it's in uh, VR. It's a, yeah, it's a mm. VR documentary. Whoa. Yeah, it's incredible. There's actually quite a few of them. This one puts you in this like uh, this restaurant. Um, I can't remember what part of the world it's in. Hang on, let me pull up some more info about it. Really, this quick. is so crazy. But, uh, while I, you're pulling, I can't believe this is a thing. While you're pulling that up, I will pull up my VR um, exper- experiential um, game where you sit on the other side of Joe Rogan and you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Let's not do this. I'm not doing this, not not doing doing this with do you. It. You're not a doctor. What the hell? Sitting in front of your American flag. Oh, my God. He's, um, he's holding yeah. a fucking cigar while he says that, by the way. A big old it's, stogie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is but, there any other fun stand-up comedians you guys want to talk about on this episode of the podcast? But anyway, so this this documentary, though, Traveling While Black, I have some more information about it. It, it takes you to this place called Ben's Chili Bowl in Washington, D.C., and it was kind of like a safe haven in the neighborhood for a lot of people of color, a lot of black folks in the area, and it was a very important landmark for people in the area. And it's basically, it takes you through different time periods inside the restaurant, and you basically get to sit at the table Whoa. with these people telling stories about what it was like being... Well- but I don't want to hear too much. Uh, don't spill too much, Jack. Yeah, but it's just incredible. It really puts you okay. like right in the middle of this kind of. Okay, so you're not spoiling, is it? Yeah, that's some. No, no, I'm, I won't spoil anything. But you literally sit there and you listen to these people talk about cool. the hardships of of race relations and all the dumb bullshit that's wow. happened to people in the uh, in Washington D.C. in the fifties and shit. That's that's oh, I'm incredible. Not crying, I'm just drunk. I mean, the way, the just the concept of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, if if. If VR and technology can actually put you in the shoes, it's it's going to open up your paths to empathy so much quicker. Oh yeah, they they say that uh, VR is being used in um, psych, uh, psychology to uh, help rehabilitate people from like PTSD and phobias and uh, learning to you know become more empathetic of people. It's very interesting shit. Have you guys I liked the program better when it was called MK Ultra? Went down <laughs> that wormhole. Oh no! Have you guys have you guys refreshed on the whole MK Ultra I thing for, lately? I, I love. The, I mean, I I I like a good conspiracy theory. But have you seen a new MK Ultra thing? First of all, let's back up. Did you just call MK Ultra a conspiracy theory? <laughs> <laughs> you should go look it up. All right. You guys. Wait, what do you mean? Talk about it. No, uh, yeah, admittedly, there's people like me where I'm a little in the dark on it. A little bit. Oh, MK Ultra? Yeah. It's an actual program where they uh, attempted to do uh, um, um, brainwashing oh, using uh, oh, psychedelics. Oh, 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 yeah. And they tried to, they, they yeah, tried yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, convince yeah, yeah. people using brainwashing to murder other people. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They, it was they were like turning brain ex- humans was- into without them knowing either. They were they were drug they were apparently drugging American citizens uh, or brainwashing them without their consent, and then uh, trying to get them to it become weapons. What like decade? Weaponized citizens. It sounds it like, like a mind 70s control. Thing. This is seventies right? mind control. Yeah, seventies, sixties. It sounds like a sixties. Yeah, something like a sixties, seventies. Yeah. yeah, one of the program led to another program, but um, 
Yeah, all, that's what I was thinking about when they brought up the the VR thing of like, yeah, they're gonna solve all these problems. Like, they're, nope, they're gonna they might, but they're gonna do some other stuff. I bet too. Dude, <laughs> it might. Speaking of VR, yeah. your uh, the video that Grace took of you playing Beat Saber is one hundred percent the funniest fucking thing that Dude, I've seen in the last three years. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's so. Dude, <laughs> I remember what I felt in that moment. It's so And I knew I looked stupid, but I uh I didn't know I looked that stupid. You it look was, like somebody That's how everyone looks playing no, no, Beat no. Saber. Mm-hmm. You look like somebody that is acting for an audition for somebody playing VR. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I like very grab good. my crotch a lot during it. I think I did a couple of that. Like, yeah, grab my were those a scary lot. moments? Because you kept, you backed up and you grabbed your. Crotch. Well, you know, like, do you do this as a grown person? I do it more as I'm getting older. But if I'm like laying down on the couch or something, I'll find myself. Oh, don't do that. That's you can't just be like. Oh, constantly, forever, moving your junk around. <laughs> I yeah. know. So I don't then, know what it is, but it is. So then, just when this I got droids thing. coming at me and I got my lightsaber, I got, like, got a free hand. <laughs> Dude, uh, Alana got a video of me. You know how it is. Alana got a video of me that you'll never see, but I'll show you guys. But it's us doing the latest movie movie game, and I'm just sitting in my underwear and on that set, and literally at one point I'm just massaging my balls. <laughs> yeah. Just like my brain turned off like an animal, and my hand is just like massage. It's like it's That's, it's yeah too long. Like uh, Alana filmed the whole thing, and I was just like, "Yeah, I, I don't deny that. That's just something we all do, I guess." Dude, yeah, it was like it was a ritual, <laughs> for, like in high school. If like our our track team, our relay team, we would walk from our wherever the hell our camp was for track to our starting position, and there I have pictures, and I'll I'll try and find them. Our hands are just down our pants. It was just like that's where they would be. Yeah, <laughs> very. So where are y'all? Where are y'all's hands right now? It's like mine are on my legs, but uh, one on a mic, been, one on my <laughs> my crotch, one hundred percent. If we didn't bring up this topic, I would. My hands were certainly would be on my balls. Yeah, yeah. I just was like, okay, I got to think about not doing it, dude. Now, it's now they're, just... they're they're like a. It's like you're you're in therapy or somewhere else. It's like a fidget spinner. Is it's 100%. a fidget spinner. It's what it is. It's the only part it's of your body ball. that just is. It's malleable. It moves around. <laughs> you can do tricks with it. Yeah, there's no. You guys ever do the one where you spin it around? Like really yeah. fast, and you throw Mine it up, light up, and you catch it with yeah. your other hand behind your back, and then you throw it under Yours your leg. light up. <laughs> Mine light up, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, uh, yeah, I got it done in Vegas like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, well, it's awesome, man. Yeah, Vegas. That's, <laughs> do you yeah, guys? That's, yeah. Do you guys know the uh, you know Louie from the state? I want to dip my balls in it. You guys know that <laughs> character? I remember it uh-huh. very like slightly from back in the day. There, Ken Marino played this character on an old sketch show called The State where he would come into a room and he, they'd be like, Louie's here, oh my God! And then someone would go like, hey, Louie! Or Louie would be like, I'm pretty hungry, what do you guys got to eat? And someone would be like, we've got bean dip! And he goes, 
can I dip my balls in it? And they go, yeah! And he just keeps talking about dipping his balls in it. But the way they came up with the sketch was one day David Wayne was in the kitchen where they were writing the sketch show, and he literally had his hand on his balls in his pants, <laughs> like like massaging them. And then he with his other hand, he was eating peanut butter out of a jar with like gross. his finger. That's so Ken gross. Marino caught him doing that and then said, why don't you just dip your balls in it? <laughs> Dude, Steve, like, <laughs> if you would have pitched me the thought, the concept of that sketch, I would have been like, eh. But the fact that you said Ken Marino is the character makes it okay because Ken Marino <laughs> is so fucking funny. He's so good. He's so Literally, good. and one of the best quarterbacks the NFL has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Laces out. Um, all right. Well, listen, we're hitting the hour mark. So what if, what if we just said goodbye? Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, one last point that I want to say on the topic that we were doing, which is a crazy juxtaposition to what we just said, is that um, if you're also interested in finding some good things to read, the 1619 Project on the New York Times is also another good place uh, to just kind of deep dive and open up your mind a little bit regarding everything that's going on right now. That's wonderful, Joe. Thank and, you for that. And watch that Killer Mike show. Watch the what? Oh, yeah, Killer the Mike. Killer yeah, Mike yeah, 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 for I sure. I mean, I, I think it's fun to watch for for uh, multiple reasons because it's just there's some characters in it that you are will infuriate you to no end. It's pretty crazy. So you guys will enjoy it. What was that? Go, go watch it. Let me know what you think. What was the Sasha Barrett Cohen show that came out right this before is America. This, is America. this is America he needs to do season two who is America I know. right now because that thing went fucking under America? the radar for every all the crazy shit that happened in it it's I think I he's know. out there I think he's doing his thing right now no one knows oh. I if he he now would be the time to do it for sure what if Holy Steve just shit. pulled his face off and he was soccer <laughs> <laughs> the stuff he could do just over Skype would be and just over video, I know exactly oh my God. He was probably um, every person on that LA City Council call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't at least one. Yeah. Did you guys know that Tony Hawk was one? Did you see that clip? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. shit, really? Yeah. That's great. Yep. Um, all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the show, and we really appreciate you. And if you'd like to contribute to the continuation of this little thing we do called The Valley Folk, you can go to patreon.com slash thevalleyfolk yep. and uh, consider becoming a patron, and you get some nice little treats and goodies like this podcast early on and a uh, whole bunch of things like fireside chats, which we need to do again yeah, real soon. let's do one soon. Um, where we hang out with the patrons in a one-on-one, like, conference call essentially and it's like it's a good time um but anyway and also we have our valleycast channel youtube.com slash the valleycast where this show can be seen in video form as well as elliot morgan's show the fundamentalists and my show first time show where we're watching the leftovers and we're on season two now so catch up true that and we got some fun movie movie games coming up we got uh we got a we got a spattering of guests that uh That'll blow your mind, so be prepared. Yeah, be prepared, oh, guys. All right, well, thanks for listening. Underrated. So many, so many guests, they may not even have room for me on the. On oh, you'll be on it. You're going to be the crux. You're like the crux. You're like the. You're the foundation. Bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, the down guy. I'm yeah. the fall guy. Right? Be prepared. Uh, <laughs> right. Be prepared is an underrated Lion King song. I just want to throw that out there. Absolutely. Is, I didn't know it was underrated. I love that song. It got really good. Except the movie. live action. Yep. <laughs> All right, thanks Bye. for watching, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.